Welcome to a hilarious and informative show hosted by Mitch Adams of Wrestle Royalty. The worlds of comic book related media and pro wrestling intersect in various ways. Both tell stories, while everyone involved wears tight, colorful outfits that would make circus performers blush. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleRoyalty.com and Harley Quinn Memes on Facebook proudly present Storytelling in Spandex. Hello everybody and welcome to Storytelling in Spandex. It is so good to be back with you guys today after an extended break. Season 3, Episode 1. I'm very excited about this episode. I'm joined by none other than my good mate, Jude Dre. How you going, big fella? Hey, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, mate. Uh, and today we've got a very interesting topic with for you. We have, you know, probably the biggest talking point in all comic books, apart from one division, is uh, the Snyder Cut. And it's very exciting. I'm pumped up for it. And, you know, it's... It's very interesting to the um, dichotomy, the comparisons we're going to make here, because uh, mm-hmm. how many times has the uh, pro wrestling world had to give in to fan demands? This is probably the first time the world of comic books and the world of Hollywood have had to do the same. So yeah. it's going to be very cool and very interesting to you know discuss this. Um, quick side note, I was meant to have uh, somebody here, somebody else apart from Jig Dre, even though I'm very happy Jig Dre is here, of course. But uh, unfortunately, that had to be cancelled. I cannot say who that uh, person was. Uh, there's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo going on, but you know, I digress. I've got Jude Dre here, and it should probably going to be even better having him here. So let's just get stuck into it. Dre, you know, first things first, what are your thoughts about the Snyder Cut in general? I mean, are you pumped to see it? I'm sorry, say that again. What are your thoughts about the Snyder Cut in general? Are you excited to see it? Yeah, I, I am. Um, I haven't. I haven't honestly had a chance to pay too much attention to it, but you know, um, I I am looking forward to it though. Um, you know, and you know, it's funny that you brought up you know like the subject matter about like you know people having to give in Hollywood or wrestling to give in to demand, and for whatever reason, the first thing that came to mind when you said that was Sonic the Hedgehog. That was the first thing that came off my bat, even though it's not technically a comic book per se, but it's kind of in that video game. I'm sure there's a comic book out there somewhere of Sonic. I've never read it, but that was. There are, the they're, they're several, trust me, so. Yeah, that, and that was the first one that came to mind when you first approached me with the subject. I was like, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, man, well, I think, well, here's the thing. I mean, we, we're also discussing whether studios and, and wrestling uh, companies, when they should and shouldn't give into fan demands. And I think that was one situation where they absolutely should because the original design for Sonic was shocking. That yeah, was, and you know, it, and it was a CGI, so they still had time to go back and edit. It wasn't like they had to alter the movie in any way. They just had to change the presentation of him. So it didn't, I'm sure it didn't take them that much time to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, it probably took them more time than we realized. Apparently, it cost them 20 million bucks to do it. Oh, so, did it? Yeah, it cost oh, them wow. 20 million to do it. But it worked, though. So yeah, it came out the same weekend as Birds of Prey. And I went to see Birds of Prey, obviously, but uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Whooped its whooped birds of prize rear in the box office. So. Yeah, what did what did Sonic do? Like six hundred million or something like that? It was uh, somewhere. something along those lines. Yeah, it was a massive hit. Okay. Was, I think it was yeah. like the last massive hit for Hollywood before uh, before um, the pandemic. So, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm. Yeah, so which is amazing. Yeah, and so yeah, the the cool thing about the Snyder Cut I find is that you know. Um, as much as I'm a fan of Joss Whedon, even though there's a lot of stuff going on about him at the minute, 
you know, it's pretty obvious that um, whatever Zack Snyder had in mind for the Snyder Cut before he had, was forced to leave due to the tragic death of his daughter was clearly better mm. than what Joss came up with. And yeah. so it's, it's very exciting to see. And, you know, it's just, you know, and yeah, obviously, obviously to compare it to the wrestling world, um, you know, off the top of my head, the biggest change of plans in the wrestling world due to fans saying, no, we want something completely different. Mm-hmm. You will give it to us no matter what, was uh, Daniel Bryan main eventing WrestleMania 30. Yeah. That wasn't the plan. The plan was Batista because Batista was uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy. So WWE was hoping for crossover there, but fans were having none of it. And it was such a boneheaded call by people in charge to not have Daniel Bryan here in the first place, but they caved and we had probably the best WrestleMania moment in a very long time. So yeah, yeah. it was, uh, it it was, it was kind of baffling because they had, they had laid, laid the foundation for Brian to chase the corporation through the, you know, the, the, the fall, you know, in the winter leading up to WrestleMania with him getting screwed out of the title at SummerSlam. Yeah. And then it kind of abruptly dropped that to go with Batista. It, it just didn't make any sense. Like there, there was actually a way where they could have had Brian in the main event of Mania and you could have included Batista without having to do what they did. And you know, you know what I mean? There was a way to do it and they, and they didn't do it. They, they figured that Batista can come back as a baby face like he did in 2005 you know, which is funny because in 2005, they, they switched plans because it was supposed to be Orton and they went with Batista. Yeah. That's an example of, you know, Batista actually was that guy at one point, maybe not to the degree of Daniel Bryan, but he actually was that guy that got, got fans behind him, got over organically, got over by himself, you know, but, uh, you know, nine years later, it's kind of hard to pick up right where you left off at and try to do that again, especially when you have another guy that's, that's as hot as Bryan was, you know, it just yeah. it didn't make any sense for him to think that they can push him as a face, you know, you know, and it just kind of, Push Brian off to the side, you know, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't at all. I mean, it was such a weird, it was such a weird thing, but, and, you know, it, it comes across, you know, uh, you know, the other part of the subject in the fact that when are times that, you know, wrestling promotions, movie studios, comic book people, mm-hmm. when should they, you know, realize, okay, we've made a boneheaded call here. We need to listen to the fans and, you know, um, change our plans or, right. when, or when do we say, you know, no, we're sticking with what we have right now. Because one example, another example I can give that where it did not work out so well was, uh, is, you know, Star Wars, uh, you know, there was Eesh. the massive backlash to yeah. last year. In my opinion was well-deserved. I mean, not, no, obviously not the tech, the toxic racist and sexist stuff yeah. that a lot of the actors were getting. That was horrific. But the actual, yeah. you know, creative choices that were made in that film, just why? But, you know, but, you know, once they made their bid and they had to lie in it, and, you know, a mu- this is such a shocking thing. A month after the solo film uh, bombed at the box office, which was yeah. weird because I actually enjoyed that film quite Yeah, much. same here. I did too. I thought that was the best Disney Star Wars film, that and Rogue Agreed. One. Agreed. Yeah. But after that film bombed, because, you know, people were still upset about Last Jedi, they delayed the whole production by a month and rewrote the whole thing. And we got the schlock fist that was the Rise of Skywalker. So it was just, you know, if you're going to delay, if you're, if you're going to change plans midway, you're going to might want to give yourself more than a month to... Yeah. Uh, that, that was That's one example I can give of maybe, you know, you know, you made your bed, you have to lie in it and don't listen to the fans. Know what I mean? So, yeah, 
Yeah, um, yeah, I remember uh, watching that film, and it wasn't it wasn't a horrible film, but there was a lot of things that, you know, it's like Star Wars. Star Wars, they have rules set in place within their universe, and I felt like they broke a lot of those rules. You know, in this in this last one, where I forgot her name, but she was like floating through the air, and it, it was just a bunch of weird stuff that I was just like, this kind of it. They're kind of going against the rules that Lucas kind of put in place for the Star Wars universe. You know what I mean? And it just and it, it just kind of felt disjointed. Um, I'm hopefully, hopefully they can bounce back with this next one that they're coming out with. Um, they've done a really good job with Mandalorian, though. I mean, they've yeah, done an amazing yeah. job. Um, they've gotten back on track. They've, they've seemingly gotten back in the good graces of, you know, many Star Wars fans. Um, I know a lot of people actually don't even follow Star Wars. I love this series, and that's probably going to make them want to see the film, you know, that's coming out. So I think they've done a really good job with that. Um, they've kind of gone back to, to, to what works, you know, like with Lucas, you know, when he was, you know, over, over, overseeing everything. Um, and I think they have some other projects. Uh, don't they have like a Obi Wan Kenobi series coming? And uh, uh, yeah, got Obi Wan Kenobi series coming. They've got a Boba Fett series coming. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, they've got they've got other TV shows coming as well. Um, a bunch right. a bunch of stuff, and they have more movies coming out. Uh, they have something called Rogue Squadron, which is being okay. which is a movie which has been directed by uh, Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins, and it's about okay. um. New Republic fighter pilots. Uh, apparently, okay. this is after um, the Return of the Jedi, like two or three years after that, like set in this, around the same time frame as the Mandalorian. And these are like you know fighter pilots who are you know, you know doing okay. all kinds of stuff during um, the beginning stages of the New Republic. Um, and then we also have um, a mystery Star Wars movie directed by uh, um, Taika Waititi. You know the you know that wonderful New Zealand director. So okay. Yeah, some of you may know him from um, Thor: The Dark World. Other might know him from um, What You Do in the Shadows. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 going to be that's going to be some good stuff there, I reckon. Yeah, a lot to keep track of though, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you should have seen that Disney presentation. I mean, they were announcing stuff left, right, and center. I mean, it's insane how much they they've got right now. So it's ugh. yeah, Disney's yeah, Marvel between Marvel and Star Wars, man. It's 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 a lot of stuff, you know. But yeah. Um, yeah, but they bought they bought Fox too, so they own X Men, they own Hulu, they own FX networks, they own bloody everything. <laughs> yeah, and you know I'm trying to think of anything that Marvel has done where they where they received a lot of pushback, but I can't really think of anything. I mean, I know the last Wonder Woman, I didn't really didn't really care for too much. Yeah, but I feel like Marvel hasn't really had too many missteps, you know. Since, uh, since they, I think I think there was some with Captain Marvel, but I think that was just more about um. Brie, Brie Larson being a bit outspoken more than, any, more than any of the creative stuff. Oh, no, that's not true. I, yes, think, yes. There was, I think there was some stuff about, you know, Nick Fury uh, being blinded by an alien cat and that took away a lot of his cool, but that, that's, a, that's about it, I think. That was oh, some- yeah. I, 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 know, I thought that was kind of funny, though, actually. Yeah, no, I, I thought the same thing, too, but it just, yeah, it was just a bit, yeah, weird. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, funny, but weird. But, you know, it, yeah. It, but you know, it worked. So you know, if, if it, t- it took some of Sam Jackson's cool away, but it's Sam Jackson. He has enough cool to go along, go around. So. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and I think another example, like maybe of Marvel, I guess the first Captain America, the, the first Avenger. That one was a bit slow. I remember watching it in the theater, and I was kind of kind of looking at the clock a little bit, you know. But they they rebounded very very nicely with Winter Soldier. Man, that's one of the greatest superhero yeah. movies I've ever seen. Um, they 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 got it down pat with that, and then of course Civil War. You know, so they, they recovered very nicely from that. Um, but other than that, though, man, I can't really think of much from Marvel. Um, wrestling, you can go on all day. I mean, there's there's stuff, you know, for, you know, 
you, I mean, go back to the attitude era, man. Steve Austin was never supposed to be that guy from from all rumors of supposed to be Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels getting that rematch, which yeah. would have been fine, you know, but you know, Steve Austin really, left and uh Sean broke his back. So Yeah, you know, and then you know, Steve Austin, you know, I mean, out, outside of maybe Hogan, there's no bigger draw in professional wrestling history, you know. No, 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 no. And that and, 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 and that's kind of something that this at least not in the in the West. I mean, I can name a couple yeah. of Mexico and, and Japan that could right. have drawn equal or more, but in America yeah. and UK, Europe, all that, Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan all the way. So yeah, you know, and that's just something that kind of fell into you know WWE's lap. You know, Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan was definitely something that they, you know, that they, you know, that they wanted to happen, and it worked out perfectly for them. But Steve Austin was just something that just completely happened by accident, and they just ran with it. Um, Rocky Maivia, another example. He, they, yeah. the baby face, smiling baby face. You know, and this was kind of around the same time that Steve Austin was getting massively over, even though he was a heel, and yeah. fans wanted a guy do cool stuff and be a badass and you know cuss and do stuff like that and the rock was being that just that blue chipper baby face that you know that you saw from the 80s you know yeah. and it just wasn't working he, he gets hurt vince finally realizes hey let me turn this guy heel and the rest is history you know like yeah. i said you know hogan austin rock their three biggest draws ever two of them happened by accident yeah i mean and yeah rock you know people were chanting die rocky die for a couple of months i mean that that, that I, yeah yeah that was, the massive amount of heat, but then shortened to the rock became a, a cocky heel and the rest was history, you know, and, you know, and I know you hate me. Bringing yeah. Up. Now he's the biggest Hollywood star in the world right now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I know you don't like me bringing this up, but you know, the same thing could be said about Roman. I mean, the, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the happy go lucky baby face did wasn't working, but you know, it took them five years to work that out and not to turn him heel. I mean, Roman now is, Stella, Roman then, eesh, <laughs> just saying. It's, it's kind of weird that they turned him hill. It's kind of weird that they turned him hill when they did because at that point, he actually had a lot of goodwill, but they turned him anyway, and it's worked out well for him. Um, um, you know, you, you know, he reminds me of Negan from Walking Dead. I'm not sure if you watched that show, Walking Dead. He, he kind of has that type of demeanor, that calm air, and then he has these outbursts when he gets angry, kind of like, you know, like, whoa, you know, but he's really knocked it out the park. Seems like he's really enjoying his role, you know. Yeah. And it'll probably serve him down in the future when he does turn back, you know. Yeah. It seems to me like, you know, those, oh, that's some, that, no, obviously that massive Samoan wrestling family, the Maivis, the Anawawis, the Fatus, yeah. they all seem to just prefer working heel, I think. I think I think that's just, yeah. for whatever reason, that's naturally. I think even uh, when Arthur and Seeker, you know, Wild Samoans, when they train oh. their nephews, they train them to be heels. So yeah. So you know, I, man, I don't know. But like, like I said, it's it's working better now. But it would still, I, I consider it personally a boneheaded call that they never turned him heel at the beginning. I mean, I mean, when he uh, beat the Undertaker, when, up. when he beat the Undertaker. Well, I thought they should have turned Rumble. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, um, when he eliminated Undertaker at Royal Rumble, that could have been the start of it. But I also, I also say. When the show broke up, he should have been the guy to turn heel because I always felt like if you're gonna replace Batista, why not go with the why not go with the younger version of Batista? You know what I mean? Instead of yeah. Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, right. Well, I think even before the Shield broke up, we all knew um, Roman was being positioned to be the guy. I mean, I think it was the yeah. Survivor Series uh, prior to that. Um, he was uh, 
he was the sole, he was the sole survivor in his team and he eliminated like four people. So he got like the mega yeah, push yeah. straight off. And I think that was one thing that maybe started to turn fans against him then and there because he had that automatic, just super mega push. Uh, and people, yeah. you know, fans took it as, oh, okay, Vince sees another big dude, you know, here we go again. And I think I think people yeah. write people write him off because of that straight away, which wasn't fair, but you know it it, it happened, and I think that was just it was it was boneheaded calls by creative and Vince McMahon. So yeah, you know, he had, uh, he had Dinner Bryan returning too from his injury, so that didn't help either. No, no, he came back like what, what, what about a month or something after that, or yeah. Yeah, he came back. He came back. He came back to Rumble. No, I think he came back a few weeks before Rumble. I think he came back to SmackDown a few weeks before Rumble, and then he was in Rumble, and everybody thought he was going to win the Rumble, and then obviously Roman won it, and that was a. You know, and going back to what we were talking about originally, this probably all could have been avoided if Brian had won the Rumble the year prior to that. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Because like both times, you think why didn't Brian win the Rumble? And um, yeah, and then Batista won it, and everybody thought Brian should won. Brian should have won it. And next year, you know, everybody thought, oh, Brian's back. Yeah, he's gonna win it. He's gonna yeah. win. Gonna win it. Then Roman won it. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> did my best. Did my, did my best. Tim Allen impression. Eh? So, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but like you know, obviously comparing it back to you know the Snyder cut. Um, you know, it was, just, it was such a tragic set of circumstances that forced Snyder to um, you know, leave the film. He actually filmed like 80% of it. Uh, but, you know, yeah. then, you know his uh, 22, 23-year-old daughter passed away. So, obviously, he right. was in a state of mind to keep working. So, he left and then yeah. Joss Whedon was brought in. Um, and for some reason, Joss Whedon didn't keep 90% of what Zach filmed, rewrote the whole new yeah. story. And re- redid the whole movie, and, honestly, and I didn't think the Joss Whedon Justice League was terrible, but I thought it could have been a lot better. And from the stuff that we had seen of what Snyder was coming up with, everybody agreed that mm. it was better. And but now, after really about two three year online campaign by really passionate fans, you know, and. Mm. and Warner Brothers saw the opportunity with HBO Max and said, okay, we'll do this. Like I said, uh, you know, some people within Warner Brothers apparently aren't too keen on it. I don't really know about it. And legally, I can't say too much. Right. (laughs) Right. It's just, and and that's another thing too, um, because you have obviously such a passionate fan bases for wrestling and for comic books and and comic book films, all that. You know, uh, and you have obviously, you know, business people, creative people, and it's particularly creative people. I'm sure creative people don't want to, you know, be uh, writing storylines and either, you know, genres of entertainment, shall we say, and not be having going like, you know, like, you know, remember the old Cactus Jack ECW promos when he would scream at the fans saying, you're not going to, yeah, I'm going to call my map, you're not going to tell me how I should wrestle my matches. One, two, three, jump, one, two, three, jump. It, it, I would imagine that kind yeah. of, it would feel a bit like that for um, creatives and studio executives thinking, you know, you know, that they're just, you know, jumping whenever the fans complain. So that's another thing too. So I'm sure now what, what would you think about that? I mean, I'm sure from a, you know, creative or a studio exec mindset, this is fans complaining. It's just, 
commonplace, but you know, when when they when should you know they listen, do they not? It's 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 a little. It's not like you can't gauge life. You can't gauge life audiences like you can in wrestling, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to. You kind of have to comb through archives and go through comic books and see which ones were were received when they were first published, and you know, kind of go off of character reception when characters are introduced in the comic books, and you kind of you kind of have to go off of stuff like that, which could be a bit harder. Um, I know with DC, I felt like they kind of rushed the Justice League movie. Um, I felt like they could have they should have done the Marvel route where they kind of they should introduce characters slowly. Like I remember hearing about Iron Iron Man coming out and. I had read a couple Iron Man comics from back in the day, but I, I didn't, you know, growing up, I know it was Batman, Superman, X-Men, you yeah. know, uh, the Incredible Hulk. And, you know, my cousin introduced me to Black Panther and, and Luke Cage. But even then, I wasn't too familiar with those those guys either. But, you know, everybody knew Batman, Superman, X-Men. There was cartoons, Spider-Man, there was cartoons, you know. Yeah, exactly. And when, they, when, I, when I heard about Iron Man, I was like, Iron Man, I'm like, okay, I guess. And when I saw the movie... Um, it was well-written and obviously well-acted. You know, Rob Downey Jr. did an amazing job. He owned the character. And I felt like a lot of people who weren't familiar with Iron Man walked, walked away from that movie very impressed and they kind of fell in love with the character. And I feel like DC didn't really do that. They didn't really establish the characters. Um, like, you know, they have Batman starting off already as an old guy, you know you know what I mean? Like in the light of his career. And it's just, that's just kind of, why not just, why not establish Batman? Why not follow him, you know, when he's young, you know, going through his origins, you know. Well, and then, man, because, I think that's because they've done the origin story so many times. So, right, that's true. So they, they kind of yeah. think, okay, everyone knows the origin story. Let's just show Batman yeah. at, his, at his peak. Let's just show Batman. He's been around for 10, 15 years. He's, right. He knows the game. He knows what he's doing. And right. so that's, that, that, that makes sense. And I actually thought they, the one character they did set up was Superman in the Man of Steel Man of Steel uh, film, which right. was a Zack Snyder film. I thought that was a really, because the original with Christopher Reeve, that's the benchmark, you know, yeah. not just for yeah. su- not just for that character, but for mm. I think superhero movies in general, because that's that's that was the original. Right. Superhero films, whether it be DC or Marvel, Superman's mm. picture that's the benchmark by directed by Richard Donner, mm-hmm. uh, and. I, to top that is so hard. I don't think anybody ever will. Henry Cavill, I don't think did so, but I think he did a phenomenal job with the character. I thought Zack Snyder did um, a lot of really creative things, changing the mythology up a bit, showing yeah. um, showing Krypton as a less of an idyllic, ideal place. Uh, you know, right. the dumb decisions made by Kryptonian government and all that that resulted in the death of the planet. So, yeah. which which was in the original Superman two, but this one was displayed in the more um, probably in more more of a modern context to give to the politics of our age, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought Russell Crowe was great as uh, Jor-El because Marlon yeah. Brando was also a tough act to follow. <laughs> so yeah, I thought the whole cast did definitely. Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I thought uh, Lois Lane. I thought was inspired. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, uh, as the head of the Daily Planet, I thought was really good as well. That was that I, I found him very understanding yeah. as well. And apparently, it was a passion project for him. He's been a Superman fan since he was a little kid. So I can see that because he's he's done a lot of different stuff. Like he's he's done a lot of sci-fi stuff. He's he's very versatile. You know what he does. You know. Well, he's one of the few actors that done has done both Marvel and DC because he was in Ant Man and the Wasp. So that that's right. He was. Yeah. I think actually him and Randall Park. Uh, he's in 
obviously Ant-Man, Wasp, WandaVision and Aquaman are the only two actors that have gone to Marvel and DC successfully. Ryan Reynolds tried. Uh, oh, Green Lantern? Oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh. Well, at least he has a sense of humor about it. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I, you know what? I never even... Even when it was out in theaters, I never saw it. I saw it on TV, like, maybe a few years later. And I... You know, sometimes you can just tell when a movie's going to be bad just by looking at the previews. And, yeah. that, and that was one of them. That was one of them, you know. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. And that was right in the middle of Marvel, just absolutely knocking it out of the park. You know, they were right in the middle of their thing. So, yeah. I mean... Was, yeah, it was. It never had a chance. Never had a chance. Yeah. Now, well, well, they're they're doing um uh, Green Lantern again, but a TV show for HBO Max. So, yeah, should be uh, good. And, and I'm hoping uh, at the tease at the last episode of Arrow, where a Diggle uh, found the Green Lantern ring. I, I'm, I'm, I'm they haven't decided to do this yet, but I'm hoping they'll transfer him into that because I thought that would be that would be yeah that would be great. Yeah. yeah, just just for a nice callback to the Arrowverse. Um. Now, speaking of the Arrowverse too, have you seen that Superman and Lois show? I've I've been digging that too. So I haven't seen that yet. That's um that's one of the things that I plan to binge uh soon. But yeah, we're definitely we're, we're right now we're in the middle of Wandavision, but we're gonna get to that though. Yeah. Now speaking on the subject of Superman, um, JJ Abrams. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this or not. Uh, they make they they're redoing Superman again. Why I don't know because I think Henry, really. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna do um. Because now Marvel's doing the multiverse, and so is DC. They've already this, they've already established the multiverse really with the Arrowverse crossover a couple of years ago, but now they're expanding on that. So, but apparently they're going to do um uh, a Black Superman. So, which has okay, been, that should be which has been done in the comics. So, yeah, and I remember um Mark there was, was a for him, right? Yeah, there was a Justice League cartoon, and I remember Green Lantern was depicted as black in that. It was a cartoon that came came out. Probably around twenty years ago. I'm not sure if you remember this. Um, well, that's because there's been just, a, there's there's been two there's been two Green Lanterns in canon. Uh, Hal Jordan and the second mm-hmm. one, and I'm blanking on the second one's name, but the second one was blank black. So yeah, yeah. I actually preferred the second one to be honest with you. I thought it was a more more, more well rounded character, but you know, yeah, I, I agree. For some reason Hal Jordan is the only one people remember. So <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Oh man, but you know, going back to the Snyder Cut again, you know, we've—I <laughs> love this podcast, don't you? We cover all kinds of stuff, and we always circle back. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? I wonder. I wonder how the actors felt having to like go back and like redo an entire movie that they already did. You know what I mean? Well, considering the it's, it was the middle of a pandemic and they weren't working, they were probably glad to get to have something to do, mate. So, yeah, that's that's a good point. That is a good point. Because the way they did it was actually quite clever. Because, um, like I said, Zack Snyder had already filmed like eighty percent of it originally, and he kept all the footage. So okay, that's was, good. So yeah, so but he but he uh, he had to another twenty percent to film. So what they did was, um, because they're all in different countries, uh, you know, so so just like six, it's like six parts, right? Uh, uh, it was meant to be in full one-hour parts. Okay. They decided that stuff that will just do a four-hour movie with a half-hour uh, intermission is what they're planning. So it's going to be a four and a half okay. hour move. It's going to be like a gone with the wind of comic book movies. You're surprised. I know that reference, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, man. That's an old one. I think I've seen, I haven't seen that in this entirely. I've seen the, maybe like an hour of it. It's, it's a long movie. I, I was I've a seen, kid. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the, I don't give a damn. That's it. So I've, I've seen Clark. Yeah. They've delivered that line. It's the only thing I know about it. But yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's a long one, man. And especially for the especially for that era, the nineteen thirties to make a movie that long is that's kind of that's really, really insane. Well, I think considering the ground they have to cover, I think it was the right choice to make it that long anyway, but you know, uh, yeah. you know, anyway, again, I digress. Um what was I going to say? Ah, yes. Uh, how they shot the Snyder Cut was very clever because everybody was in different countries in lockdown. Mm. Henry Cavill was in the UK because he's people don't really know, know this much. He's actually British. I know yeah. this because I saw him in the Tudors uh, playing Henry okay. his mate, and I, I was a fan of his work since before Superman because of that. Um, Gal Gadot was obviously still in Israel uh, quarantining. Um, yeah, you know, and, uh, I think everybody else was in the US or something or in Europe. And so what they did was for a lot of these scenes, uh, they would uh, rent a soundstage in these native countries and Zack Snyder would direct via Zoom. Like they had a big uh, they had a, a, a tablet or whatever and had an, an assistant director there in the um, uh, studio and they would just shoot that way for a lot of it. No, okay. And a lot of um, scenes of them together, there are apparently two or three scenes where the whole team had to be together, but they couldn't obviously. So they had to use a lot of... Yeah. CGI and all the green screen, a lot of, and and did it all via Zoom, which I thought was one. Of the most, um, you and I are use, using Zoom during the pandemic to record a podcast. I'm in the middle of Australia, you're in uh, Texas, so yes. and so it's, uh, that's that's as creative as you and I get. They're directing whole yeah. movies with people in seven, four, five different continents. So, is that the first one that's been done over Zoom like that with a film, or is this going to be the first time? Or I think that's the first time it's it's ever been done. It's ever been practiced. I think I've I've heard of um no uh, voice work dubbing obviously yeah. being done uh, in different locations, but you know, it I think it's the first time someone's ever filmed you know live action to, to that extent with people on completely different sides of the world acting like they're in the, all in the same room. So <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Well, apparently the last shot in the trailer with them all lined up uh, was, was one of those shots. So where, where they're all in different parts of the world, which I thought was absolutely amazing. So. Wow. So they weren't, so, 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 so they didn't interact like at all together at any point in this, during this whole filming. Um, I think, like, the last 20% I of think um, uh, the flash Aquaman, and Ben Affleck's Batman did because they're all quarantining in the US, all in Hollywood. I think, okay. I think that's the case. Aquaman right. may have been in Hawaii. I don't know. Jason Momoa, he may okay. have been in Hawaii. Yeah. He's fine. I don't know. Don't quote me. But uh, I know um, Flash and Batman definitely were. But like I said, um, no, Gal Gadot's one of the women was in Israel. Uh, so, so it was just, you know, uh, Henry Cavill said man was in the UK. So it's just, yeah. So and that's and that's nothing too. And then Henry Cavill was also uh, was supposed to be filming The Witcher at that time, but that was cancelled. So he, he got time to do that. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just I know. Um, I just know HBO Max, man. I know they're loving this, man. They're cleaning up big time. Oh yeah, because you know when they released Wonder Woman on that platform, their subscriptions tripled. Yeah. So that 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 was that that was a, a massive thing for them. So. It's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no one's ever going to top Netflix. Not even Disney Plus. Even though Disney Plus is exceeding everyone's expectations at the minute, you know. Uh, you know, what's really. I don't like. I don't even watch. Like, there's a few things on Netflix that I do watch, but even most of the Netflix original stuff, I'm like, I. It, it takes me longer to find something on Netflix than it does any other. Like, I have Hulu. I have Disney Plus. Netflix is really hard, man. It, it. It. There's just not a lot there for me no more. Like. 
Well, I think the problem with Netflix is there's so much on there that it gets difficult for people to find stuff that are to their taste. Even with the algorithms right. that, that are supposed to tell people, you know, you watch this so you'll like this. You know, yeah. there's so much on there that, you know, you find something that's in the same vein but but doesn't interest you and you think, okay, never mind, I'll keep looking. So it's just... But, you know, there's still like four or five shows on there that I absolutely adore and I will keep on looking for. Like, obviously, Lisa. Yes, Lucifer, obviously, you know, I'm a massive fan of Lucifer series. Yeah. Uh, the Witcher, I'm a big fan of. So, you know, um, so there's always stuff on Netflix I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, I'm... There's, a, there's a bit... There's yeah, only which bit, is true. Cause... There's only a... F- I got Disney Plus originally for um a lot of the nostalgia stuff, like watching all Disney movies, Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, I watched the original Spider-Man cartoons, which were fun. So... Yeah, that kind of stuff, but like, um, uh, uh, it's only that really now that I'm really getting tuned in because, um, they had WandaVision, they had The Mandalorian, uh, they've got Falcon and the Snowman coming in two weeks, which will be good. So, it, it's yeah, you know, it's, it, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Disney Plus, yeah, you know, like, like, yeah, and, so, yeah, Disney Plus, man, I, I love it. Like, you know, one of the things I watch a lot too on there's National Geographic, like, me and my wife watch that and fall asleep to yeah, it. That's 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 plenty of good stuff in National Geographic. It's funny because yeah. one of the rare cases where internationally get more stuff than in America, um, Disney Plus has all the 20th Century Fox movies on there now and all 20th Century Fox TV shows. Right. Uh, and they've put like parental locks and stuff in them. Look, there's no Hulu in Australia. So all the Hulu stuff's going on Disney really? Plus. It's going on Disney Plus here. And it's going on a little, you know, okay. how, you know, have on the top, you have that, like those buttons that have like Disney and Marvel and Star Wars. National yeah. Yet. They've added yeah. another thing called Star, which is just mm-hmm. basically Hulu and Fox, which is just. Okay. Fox. Yeah. I actually love Hulu because Hulu has, a Hulu has added a lot of like TV shows from the nineties that I used to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I love Hulu selection. I feel like it's, yeah. I feel like they don't have as much like, like they don't have, they don't have like, to me, Netflix has a bunch of like D league movies and stuff like that. They have a, a bunch of that stuff on there and it's just it's just hard to it's just hard to, to, to sort through you know mm. yeah i watched um uh i think i told you this before i watched the jared Leto samurai uh not samurai um yakuza film right yeah the they called the outsider man it was garbage <laughs> it was <laughs> it was really bad and i'm a and i'm a fan of jared Leto. i think uh for, for starters his joker was is better than people thought which you know goes straight back yeah. to the Snyder Cut. That Joker edition was a bit of a shock. I thought that was pretty bloody cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think he's really going to get the chance to show what he was trying to do in Suicide Squad. So, and and you know, and just because we're running short on time, sadly, I much we could keep going on. I think I've got the perfect thing to close out for. Yeah. Um, we've had you know two three years of uh, Snyder Cut campaigning it's been effective it's coming out in uh just on just over a week but people may not realize this we also could be getting an air cut of the suicide squad wow. there's a campaign for that going on like right the original now. one yeah. and they actually like the original one so mm. yeah i like the original one too but you know I admit there were some problems with it, but uh, and Aya has said himself that the studio went to feed and he didn't get to do exactly what he wanted to do. So it could be, like for example, okay. for example, Jared Leto's Joker was only in the film for seven minutes. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, like hours and hours of footage 
of Leto's Joker, and Leto was super upset about it because he got really deep into it. So it's just yeah. So yeah, but you know what? That's a, maybe a conversation for another day. Thank you so much for listening to us, guys. It's an absolute pleasure to be back. You know, obviously follow us on uh, Facebook. We're on uh, at Storyline and in Spandex. Follow us on Instagram at Spandex underscore Pod. Twitter at Spandex underscore Pod. Thanks so much for coming, uh, joining us today. New episode in two weeks. Thank you so much. Too sweet us. Thanks again, guys. Hope you enjoyed listening.